The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And hello, everyone, and that's exactly right. More energy is what it is about. We are all looking for ideas, uh, new ways of seeing or being in life that allow us to have a life filled with energy and possibilities. And, of course, today on the show is Karen Castle, and she exudes that spiritual energy that so many people want to know more about. Welcome to our show today, Karen. I'm so glad you could be here. Thank you so much, Reverend Temple. I'm so happy to be here, and thank you for that wonderful comment. Well, it's true. I I say it because it's true. As I, I tell people, I would not make a compliment to have to do karma on your behalf unless I did not mean it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm I'm thrilled to have you on the show. I've been looking forward to um, to this for quite some time. You have such a broad background from being a um, a well known acupuncturist, a, a transformational coach, and a holotrophic breathwork practitioner and I've heard so many people have had the experience of your workshops and things that you've offered throughout the country and they've had of course amazing results but before we talk about uh, your your books that you've written and your various work in the world how did you on your path become a decided intentional spirit was there a, a breakthrough was there a defining moment is it just a collection of did you show up going here i am and i'm going to be a difference maker what does your story look like as far as an intentional being I would say that what stands out for me as a pivotal point to really coming forward with intention was when I started doing the holotropic breath work, and I was in school at the same time for my practice in Chinese medicine, my master's in oriental medicine, and I was then taking some of these workshops in holotropic breath work, and the experiences that I had were so profound and so connected me 
to my inner spirituality to uh, the the energy within me that I could really get connected to, and I felt at that point that I really truly was an intentional spiritual being, and it was up to me. I could lead the way however I chose, and then, of course, we have to uh, be in our human bodies and manifest, and that's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, that's an interesting concept that, that often people simply intellectualize um, in that when we talk about God, we are talking about a presence and, and just like the presence of the leaves that are moving and, and, and having essence and just like the, the birds that have, you know, this electrifying daily energy, um, there, there's this natural law and nature that we can all access this vibration, this aliveness all the time and it's not, just contingent upon, thank heavens, uh, how much we've had to sleep or uh, what we've necessarily eaten the day before or what's eating us, even though those are aspects of it. But that was one right. of my greatest defining moments of my life when I said, I have a limited belief here. I'm a spiritual leader with a limited belief that how much energy I have in my life is only contributed to my physical being. When I started realizing that infinite energy that's available to us every day, I started showing up with a whole lot of it. So I love that association that you're making in relativity to I started feeling the presence in my breath. Now, explain, would you, would you please, because there's so many more people that are mainstream, what is holotrophic, tropic? breath work, what does that entail? Um, say that in everyday language so we, we're all on the sure. same page with what that means. Sure. Well, first of all, I'll tell you what the meaning of holotropic is. It's spelled H-O-L-O-T-R-O-P-I-C, and it means holo is wholeness, tropic, moving towards. So moving towards wholeness through breath work, through deeper and faster breath work, and then that is not something you can do at home by yourself. There's a whole ritual practice around it. It's typically done in a group, but it can be done uh, private sessions, but when it's done in a group, then the um, you're given some principles of how it works, you know, exactly. It sounds funny, but how to breathe, right? <laughs> yes. So we all know how to breathe, this automatic breath. And interestingly that we don't pay a lot of attention to that breath because it is automatic, whereas when you start putting intention to having an experience or connecting to your inner wisdom through the breath work, then it adds a whole nother dimension. And in this process, there is music that's played that's cross-cultural, a variety, uh, mostly musical or anything that would be other than English 
unless you're in another country, of course, then you have to be careful. You don't want it to be a language that you understand. And what this music does is it takes you on a journey, very much like a shamanic journey. So it starts out with the drumming and uh, gets that beat and that rhythm, and then the trajectory of the music comes up to a peak, like a, um, an epic breakthrough, and then is very melodic. And it opens you, and it allows you to let go, to surrender, and connect to your inner wisdom. That sounds so uh, so awesome, and I think you are exactly correct in in stating that people that I think most people were just blessed that in nature we are breathing because uh, it's probably true to say or accurate, right? That very few of us are breathing with any depth. Right. Doesn't that really impact us um, in our health? Absolutely. Yes, and we're not given a lot of um, awareness around it. it. You know, so having some awareness around it, just paying attention when I'm doing my workshops or teaching my classes, I always bring it up. Just think about your breath. Focus on taking a deep breath into your lower belly and see how it changes your whole sense of being it's relaxing it opens you up it clears your mind it's a wonderful practice just that just just simply that yeah just a few minutes a day you can do that you know even driving in the car you're at the stop sign you can just take a nice deep breath into the lower belly everything's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is all right. Don't worry, be happy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) In your your work, did you first start as a student of uh, holotropic breath work? Is that how it started for you? Did you have some kind of aha moment for yourself in the midst of that work? I did. I had aha moments really from the very beginning, and that's what attracted to me attracted me to it. Where I decided to do the training, uh, which was a couple of years of process. But my connection that I ended up really working with, and it has been a part of my life now for eight or nine years, was this experience that I had with the goddess Inanna. And I, uh, you know, I can go into, I can try to shorten the experience a little bit to give you a little taste of what it was like because it was so symbolic in many ways, ways that I didn't understand until maybe a year or two later. But I had in this deep altered state a sense that I was underground in the darkness, um, and it was it was pitch dark, and I was feeling kind of um, you know how it is in the dark. You're kind of wondering, okay, you know, a little a little uh, trepidation, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I heard a voice that said, "Open the box." And before me was a sarcophagus. So I thought, 
Wow, I'm already kind of um, a little scared here. <laughs> and then I, I'm going to open the box. I'm not really sure about this, but at the same time, it was like the other side of my brain said, Karen, it's a holotropic breathwork experience. I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> I opened the box, and this purple hue came out and just enveloped me like a cloud and wrapped around me and lifted me up into the light. And it was this uh, feeling of expansion and freedom. So it was so beautiful. I said, I said to my, in my mind, who are you? Because it was this divine feminine presence that it felt like. And I heard, Ainanya. Mm. So that was a really pivotal point that I didn't realize at that moment that would carry me into the trajectory of where my life is leading now with so many connections with the sacred feminine and the sense of deepening empowerment and really um, living with intention and believing in everything that I'm doing. And just allowing myself to be led by this uh, divine feminine goddess. Well, there's so, so out of that, uh, out of that, she has a whole storyline that I found out by looking online, find, getting the correct spelling of her name, going online. She has a whole story of a woman's life development that was translated uh, from cuneiform, is an ancient writing, and uh, the scholars took about 30, 40 years to translate it, but it's a beautiful story of a woman's life development. So I've spent quite a few years really working with that story, and then my first book, Unveiling the Modern Goddess, came from that with the um, using her story, relating it to our chakras and the symbolism that shows up in our life and how we can really utilize that for transformation. And then also my second book, The Sacred Union, is about connecting the masculine and feminine within and taking her story and really seeing it from that perspective with the energies of having both the masculine and feminine. It's not even gender-related, right? It's the yin-yang. It's the balance of all things. Right. It's the androgynous being. Yes. 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 So it's really been just that one experience has... I've been working with this material and continuing to teach from her story so it was, a, it was a big aha moment in that breathwork session that I had. I think it's just incredible how uh, archetypes um, can just transcend your life in so many different ways. I always said I feel that's the brilliance of all the Harry Potter books and stories. It's so archetypal. You know, people identify, kids identify with those particular images because they can alter us to a new place of inner strength and, and courage, uh, balance, boundaries, 
you know, often people ask me in my work, how is it that you keep such, you know, good boundaries? And I really attribute it to having the support of archetypes that I that I use for that inner strength. It's got to be so much more than just how we use our mind, how we use our thoughts, you know. But these mm-hmm. are the kind of things they're given to us, each of us, like kind of like everybody has their individual ways of dreaming. They are ours and they are uniquely ours and we can use them when we identify and we resonate with them. Right. Right, and there's many uh, mystics that would say that the archetypes are alive in us, whether we realize it or not. So it's better to have that aware sense and um, make sure that we're being guided by their light parts, not necessarily by the shadow parts, because that is also a possibility. But when we're aware of it, then we can move towards really expanding into what the the purpose is for the archetype. You know, they that their interest is to really help us uh, in humanity to grow and continue to transform. That's really powerful. Now, are you doing any uh, workshops throughout the country? Uh, you've been going out of the country a good bit, right, in your education? Yes, I do. I am working on a Ph.D., and there are several pilgrimages that are out of the country. I recently went to Chartres, France, which is just outside of Paris. And the cathedral there is amazing. I um, have, again, it's it's a connection with this divine feminine that seems to draw me in. (laughs) And I'm very, uh, it's very welcoming. And um, I'll just tell you briefly, since you brought that up, it's interesting. I was just remembering this experience where I was sitting in the this you know it's a humongous Gothic cathedral, and there's the lady of the pillar they call this particular statue, but it's basically Mary holding the child right at her heart, and it's such a profound image to see her with the child right there at her heart. And for me, it was a sense of telling us to remember, remember to be like a little child and to just remember to live with that innocence and the humility and the prayfulness and to just, uh, like, we can think of the joy that children fill us with. To just be reminded of that. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's what really spoke to me there. I love just the calmness of your energy. We are going to go uh, to break now, but I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to remind you that all of you, that you can join us on unitycampus.org to know more about the work that we're doing with unity and positive messages that we are sharing with people all over the world. 
I'd love you to sign up for my blog, templehaysblog.com, or go to my website, templehays.org. Today we're talking with Karen Castle. She is the author of Unveiling the Modern Goddess, also the author of The Sacred Union. You can go to her website at Karen Castle. That's like a real castle. Let's call that an archetype, C-A-S-T-L-E.com. Thank you again for all your participation with Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world. We will be right back. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Need support interrupting unhealthy patterns and building practices that support your potential? Visit www.servicetoself.com to join one of Freeman Michaels' excellent online coaching programs. Again, that's www.servicetoself.com. Overcoming unhealthy patterns and becoming the you that you were born to be. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, For Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. It's such a pleasure to be speaking today with Karen Castle, author extraordinaire, unveiling The Modern Goddess is one of her books, and also The Sacred Union. Connecting the Masculine and Feminine Within. Karen, one of the things that uh, I was looking the other day of in the in Unity and in New Thought, 
people say, specifically more so in New Thought, of change your thinking, change your life. And that's a nice part of it. That's actually an essential part of how everything lines up. But one of the things I feel that you and I feel so strongly about is change your energy and your life will change if you let it. And energy is such a key factor with who we are in our beingness. When we change our energy, the things that are pulling us, weighting us down, uh, the ways that we are attracting things we don't want, uh, those kind of things take care of themselves. Um, as Maestro Eckhart would say, more in the lines of just simple subtraction. And I know you do a lot of work in this particular uh, focus of energy and the difference of, of chakra work and it just it just makes perfect sense and I love the work that you're you're doing. Talk about your chakra work and your experiences with the many clients that you've dealt with over the years. Sure. Thank you. Well the I I love what you just said, uh, relating Meister Eckhart and change your energy, change your life. That's so true because often we don't, What like we were talking about the automatic breath, we're not aware of this incredible energy field that not only surrounds us as our aura, but also is constantly moving through the chakras, through the energy discs that are aligned with our spine, and then also the acupuncture meridians, the lines that run through our body related to our organs. So there is quite a multitude of different aspects of energy constantly, hopefully, flowing through our body. Ideally, that would be the case. We want it to be open and flowing. When it's not, that's when symptoms arise, and that's mostly what I work with with the Chinese medicine. However, with the chakras, what I love about working with the chakras is that we can really get into the correlation, not so much of the physiological aspects, which is a study in and of itself, but my, what I really enjoy learning about the chakras is the psycho-spiritual aspects that relate to our consciousness and how we are motivated or how to become aware of patterns or blocks that are holding us back. So, for example, simple one is the root chakra. This provides for us the stability that we need, the support that we all desire to have in our life, it comes from, um, and I like to relate also the chakras to some image, right? So for me, the root chakra is the tree, the tree stump. It's the roots that are coming up out of the ground that are growing into a solid tree, and if we can just imagine feeling supported by this tree trunk and allowing ourselves to be connected to Mother Earth, but also 
uh, if you will, like in a tribe, right? So in a community, and from ancient times it was the tribe. Because this will then allow us to, um, you know, the root chakra is the most important base of the chakras, so it really holds the energy for the movement upward in all the chakras. And if we allow that and have awareness around what that energy is that we're holding in our body related to the root chakra, it can make a huge difference in how we show up in the world. It can make is a huge the, difference. Yeah, go ahead. Is the, is the root chakra, isn't that also where our, our beliefs, our, our family system beliefs lie? Yes. That has to do with our upbringing, correct. Mm-hmm. And what I've yeah, found so- in my experience, energetically speaking, is when the root chakra and the then the next chakra, which is the emotional body, when there is the the blockage of that, there are people that have you know lots of headaches. And those kind of things, it's the opposite of what often people think about in ways that our bodies are impacted. Yes, that's correct. So it shows up in a variety of symptoms, and it can show up in the physical symptoms, but also in how we are, what our intentions are, and how we're motivated um, you know, and, and that sense of freedom and being guided from within. So the key point is that no matter what your upbringing was, maybe you were completely supported and held and given everything that you needed and really cared for. But if you weren't, you can change your thoughts and beliefs of what that is about for you because it just takes the time to work with the awareness around it and understanding that the energy is in the root chakra. It's not something that you have to hold on to or if you have blocks there, you can open them. Well, Karen, because you highlight also some of this in your in your material and in your work, uh, what about, um, would you be willing to kind of go through each chakra? Because even people that say, oh, I know all about chakras, um, I always say our knowing doesn't always equate to our growing, doesn't equate to our showing. And I learn, I've studied chakras for years, but every time I hear a different perspective, I learn a lot. Would you be willing to walk us through those? Yes, I would love to. And the way I do this is through the story of the goddess Inanna. So I will do my best to give it a snippet. (laughs) Of course, I do this in a much longer uh, telling. But the, so the root chakra, as I said, I relate that to the tree as an image, a symbol. And Inanna's story starts out where she comes down to save the last lone cedar tree from being swept away from the flood, the deluge in the Euphrates River. 
She takes the tree to her holy garden, and she cares for the tree, and she nurtures the tree. So this is an important thing having to do with the root chakra because we want to care and nurture for ourselves. It's extremely important to have self-care, to find ways of feeling supported, and to uh, find balance and stability. The sacral chakra then relates to where Inanna goes to, she goes on a journey to visit her father, who is the god of wisdom, Enki. And they have a wonderful celebration of their time together, and they are drinking from the overflowing bronze vessels. They're drinking beer (laughs) and eating butter cake. And just really celebrating. And she's sharing with him her desires, her vision that she wants to create for her city. Uh, so this relates to, you know, the sacral chakra has to do with creativity. It has to do with um, the, the taste, the foods that we eat, you know, and um, celebrating with others being in celebration and community with others and really a festive aspect to it, connecting intimacy. The solar plexus chakra then moves into the part of ourselves that is related to really showing up as who we are. And I like to think of this as like a 21-year-old who maybe just um, graduated college or just got a aha moment on what their career is going to be for their life and is willing to just show up with strength and courage. So an interesting little piece on Inanna's story is that while they're celebrating her father, Enki, and her, they're having such a good time, he decides to give her all the powers of civilization in the in the uh, lyric, it's the Holy May, and it's a whole list of decrees that he grants her. Well, he's he wakes up the next morning after he's blessed her with all this, and he decides that he wants it back. He woke up. I often joke, you know, he was a little hungover, <laughs> but it's that trickster part of our character at times that shows up. So how we handle it is related to the solar plexus chakra, and it allows us to be strong in our stance and really um, not, not hold back or not be too overbearing. There's a balance there. Um, and it has to do with our passions. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to it. I could go on and on and on about the solar plexus chakra, but it is very important in our development, especially because it's just beneath the heart chakra. So we really want to... Um, be sure that the lower three chakras are open and flowing and moving up. The energy is moving up 
because then when we come into this heart chakra area, it's all about love and compassion. It's about who you are with others in your connection and humanity. And it's also about the, um, the mirror of the beloved, who you are in a relationship with. And, you know, most of us are thinking the romantic relationship, which in Inanna's story, this is where she comes into meeting her significant other. And they have a wonderful romantic connection. And it's the sense, in the, in the lyric, it's all about the rising cedars and the blossoming flowers. And it's like being in the garden of love. And they um, just, you know, you can think of springtime. And right now we're in that time frame where you just walk through nature and you can't not help but just feel that sense of love through your whole beingness. So it's really a great way to think of how you want to connect with others, you know, and um, what if you have any blocks in the heart chakra, what is that about? Thinking about maybe past experiences that need to be healed so you can really open this heart chakra fully to um, show up with that sense of love and connection for others. That's what I think we're all here for and what it's all about. Yeah, I I really um, really agree so much with that, and it is so good that you're doing this work as a as a doctor and acupuncturist and with Oriental medicine. And it also uh, I like to say that the heart chakra is the bridge, with the lower mm-hmm. chakras, the first three being that of the earth, and the upper three being of heaven. And for yes. us to express our true potential. Uh, things like intuition, insight, awareness, connection, ahas, uh, pivotal moments, epiphanies, and those dreams and visions, those come through our, our third eye and our ability to communicate them with our, with our throat chakra. I mean, it's, it's so much more than, it's just so vast and yet it's the mystery of of life, You know, I'm sitting here looking out the window and I'm listening to you powerfully speaking about these things. And I go, gosh, we only have such a small awareness of just how brilliant, you know, we truly are. And the things that we can do, the things that we can create, the things that are available to us. It's just, it's so immense. And we're just right. there on a little, little fraction, you know, of that. And it, Still, sometimes it baffles me that as much information as we have in the world, at least in my own world, how few people I see practicing putting intention and energy there. And I mean, way back out on the limb and Shirley MacLaine and, you know, she came, I don't know if you remember, but she came out with a, a video. It was a video then. For those of you that don't remember that time with horses and, you know, carts and, you know, all that in the old days when we actually had the VHS tapes. But um, Shirley MacLaine came out with the chakra 
alignment meditation. Karen, did you ever see that one? I don't think I have seen that one. It sounds interesting, though. Absolutely amazing. I, I would imagine that, you know, we would still be able to get it. But it was so, you know, like leading Ed's then, you know, in the 80s yeah. that to be talking about, you know, this kind of stuff like what, you know, chakra, you know, that kind of thing. So, um but there's yeah, so ancient. much to it. There's so much to it. Yeah. We have a crystal bed here within our community that is one of the crystal beds that you that's used at the um, John of God. It's created by them in Abidjanya, Brazil. And people rave about the experiences that they have, the healings that they have, because it works on uh, the frequencies of the chakras. I want to hear more about your um sharing and input and wisdom around these ideas of energy as we're committed to changing our energy therefore our life will change we will be back right back after this short break go to karencastle.com and read more about her and all the kind of work that she's doing on the planet today we'll be right back Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
And here we are. We have been talking with our guest today, Dr. Karen Castle, who is certainly an intentional spirit, an acupuncturist, transformational coach, and a holotrophic breathwork practitioner. Uh, She does her work all over the world. She has a master's degree in both transpersonal psychology and oriental medicine. What a great tie-in and blending those that has created her to do such writing as the book Unveiling the Modern Goddess, as well as the Sacred Union, Connecting the Masculine and the Feminine Within. Uh, Karen, I know that uh, through the years, one of the things that that you and I have reminded each other of is the value of of spiritual community of of the idea that there's a place where people can resonate and and feel the essence of as like Dr. Ernest Holmes uh, was attributed uh, to saying that new thought is simply spiritual psychology. And to have a yes. place where you can have experiences and and connection. Um, what has the experience of unity been like for you? Well, I was introduced to unity about, it was about in 2005. And it was something that I actually hadn't heard of because I was raised uh, in the Catholic Church. But when I arrived and had the first lesson and the, um, you know, the Sunday service, I felt like I just arrived home, like I had come home. And it was such a fulfilling feeling to have the like mind of what I had been studying, experiencing, and knew within me the, what I had already knew that was um, transforming within and trusting to know and believe in my truth. So it was very powerful. And, of course, I was immediately hooked. And uh, now it's wonderful to connect with people. My friends are there, and I can go, you know, and and get my um, gulps of spiritual insight uh, as needed, and it's um, always such a blessing. Well, I I think it's, you know, it's like we have said in, in nature of how the, you know, elephants wander, but they always return to their stomping grounds, you know. <laughs> they always return to a place of um, that sense of tribal or that sense of being rooted or that sense of, of sacred gathering. There's something um, very electric and, and powerful about that, that then you become intentional about those things that perhaps otherwise you have not been intentional with. You know, you start and you see the mirror and the reflection. And there's something also really, um, I was reading a thing with uh, Goethe uh, where it's, it's if, you, if you really treat an individual as you choose that person to be, that is what he or she will become. I paraphrase that a little bit. But that, I think that's such that's a value is when you surround yourself with people that they can only see the best for you, only hold the greatest. Uh, they're not negative commentators in your life, um, reminding you of your inadequacies. I always tell people, I don't need you to remind me of those. I'm, I'm, 
I already know what they are, you know. That I already know, you know. Show me something that I can become. That's much more powerful, right? But you were also talking about, uh, you were talking about the heart chakra. And, and for the benefit of our group today, I wanted to give some um, more insight with that because you have such a wide range of, of wealth when it comes to that. Sure. Yes. Well, the, I just want to mention that unity is a tribe, right? It has to do with the root chakra. We feel connected and we feel supported in that community that maybe is like one we've never felt before. So I think that is a key aspect, and a lot of people I am aware of have come to unity feeling that way. Um so the heart chakra then, just to recap briefly, has to do with the mirror. The who we it's just like what you said, when we're looking at somebody and seeing their energy open and flowing and seeing their true essence just kind of spark sparkling and flowing and open then we get that back to us, and that's the beauty of the heart chakra is really magnifying that sense about ourselves with each other. Of course, this can uh, take work sometimes. You know, we have to go through and do the work, and that's why Carl Jung often said that we're, pretty much um, generally in a collective conscious living from our lower three chakras that we haven't quite lifted up into that fourth dimension, he called it, where it is the aspect, like you called it, the bridge. It's the axis of the cross, and you think of the center chakras up to the crown as the vertical piece of the axis, and then the horizontal comes right through the heart chakra. And then there in the center is really the point that um, we can live with that sense of, um, and I I use the term duality, but it's really non-duality, showing up, accepting, embracing, being able to forgive, just opening up with compassion to be present and available to others. So from there, then, when we can work with that, the lower chakras and the heart chakra, and then we have the upper three chakras, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. Now, I just want to point out that many people have these chakras are very open. They're very spiritual and very connected to the divine. However, if there's not a certain element of groundedness or connection to earth through the lower three chakras, it might come off as, um, you know, a little too 
a little too spiritual or flighty, right? <laughs> There's people that we know that maybe are very, um, very connected. They're, they're almost, they have this sense of ethereal energy about them. So when you're working with the chakras, you want to work from the ground up and then opening into these upper chakras. And the throat chakra is a really profound energetic center that can teach us so much about ourselves. It has to do with the truth of who we are and knowing the truth, knowing our own inner wisdom and our inner being, not from an outside perspective, but from within. So sometimes when you're working with this throat chakra, and it's related again to the story of Inanna, she journeys to the underworld at this stage in her life, and she's ready to take a look within and come face-to-face with her shadows. So she actually meets her, her uh, counterpart, who is the queen of the underworld, and she surrenders, and it's like a death. So sometimes we have to go through that ego death or the ability to really, um, it's not even so much that it needs to be about that, but more so listening to the call from the divine or listening to what our purpose is. And it can be sometimes confusing because we want to make sure we're on the right path, but our ego has a tendency to interfere. <laughs> and, you you know, think? <laughs> trusting in that inner voice that is really leading the way and then surrendering, letting go, allowing ourselves to be into that so that we can move into that brow chakra energy and really get a clear view of the vision. Everybody has that visionary aspect, that shamanic ability to see beyond the uh, material realms, right? And to know what the um, the journey is really providing for us. So the brow chakra is also, what I love about the brow chakra is that it's where the two energies, the masculine and the feminine, also called the Ida and Pangala from the uh, Hindu studies, and that's the energies that go through the serpent energy, the snake energy that wraps around the chakras and meets right at the brow and brings these two energies into balance and connection so that they can be integrated. So integrating the intellect with the creative aspect. Oh, that's so powerful. You know what? What I know is we just need to do a part two with you on the show again real soon because you are a wealth of information. And I love listening to, um, I, I just Thank feel you. like we're just getting a download of, of years of study on your part. And you're giving us kind of like the shortcut on the desktop. Um, <laughs> I, I just, 
I'm, I'm just honored for the work that you're doing in the world and just appreciate you so much. It's been my pleasure to have you with us on the show today. For those of you that are just tuning in, I've been talking with Dr. Karen Castle. She's an acupuncturist. She specializes in oriental medicine. She's an author of two incredible books. You can go to KarenCastle.com. Thank you again for being an intentional spirit and all of you that support us by downloading this show and sending it to your friends and spreading the good word. Each of us has an intention of just setting the knowing of a greater and more dynamic world in which we live. Each of us taking thank our own you. responsibility. Karen, thank you for being with us today. I look forward to hearing more about the work you're doing and seeing you again real soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend Temple. Blessings to you. Bless you. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you, you too. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehayes.org. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.